0: This program is brought to you by A to B Media Partners. Be sure to listen to the After Two Beers podcast on Spotify, Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. Also, make sure to visit www.aftertwobeers.com. Welcome to the After Two Beers podcast, I'm Dutch Dalton, joined as always by Kimmy Gibbler. Oh, that's me. Gibbler, we have not been kicked out of Studio E yet, and I love it. I love it. Yeah. So here we are again, we're back in Studio E, our buddy Kevin invited us in, and he even made, it's. we're recording this on Tuesday, so we're going to release it on Thursday, but we even, he had Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. And margaritas. Yes. This is the greatest host I've ever, did. I've never had a host this good. No. I have nothing clever to say. <laughs> to talk Even about when how you were hosting,
1: it, it wasn't this good. No, no, no.
0: I would order pizza. I never actually cooked anything, I don't think. No. No. No, I don't recall that. No, no, no. And I like to cook, but nah, not for you, I guess. <laughs> I don't know why I'm, I'm still joking about that. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, this is your first time listening to the After Two Beers podcast. Essentially, what Gibbler and I do is we have two beers and then we begin to record. And typically we cover a history topic of some sort and we also cover some uh, interesting news stories, something that's relevant Florida at the man. time. Yeah, a lot of Indiana Flor- man. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, Wayne We're County. are up there, man. Yeah, even here in Richmond we have a lot of stories <laughs> that compete with the national news. <laughs> Uh. Yeah. If uh, this is your first time listening to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, I hope you uh, follow us on our Facebook page. You can go to com, the number two, and you can find multiple links to all of our social media pages. Uh, we have Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We've got a little bit of everything.
1: Yeah. And Spotify. You can actually. Do the Alexa skill.
0: Yeah, I told you about that, and you didn't even know, and it's the coolest thing. I had no idea. Yeah, you can just literally go into your house and say, Alexa, play After Two Beers on Spotify, and boom, there we are.
1: You can be cleaning house, listening to...
0: I can't think of a better thing to listen to. (laughs) (laughs) We've had a couple drinks, and then you can sit and listen to us. That's right. Yeah. That's what we always wanted this show to be, right? This show was basically an opportunity for you to get out of the house without actually needing to get out of the house. You can just drink a beer on your couch or a glass of wine or whatever you want it to be and just hang out with us. And you're just like hanging out with two of your friends. That's right. That's what we want it to be anyway.
1: Right. And if you've got some feedback, definitely let us know.
0: Right. And if you really like the show and you think, I want to buy these guys a shot, you can go to (laughs) patreon.com backslash after two beers. There's also a link directly on our web page that will send you to Patreon, that will allow you to throw a little change in the old tip jar. I like it. We, oh, I'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> we do have some Patreon sponsors today, and we want to make sure we always appreciate and thank those guys. And um, without you guys, we wouldn't be able to um, at least still pay for the airwaves. <laughs> Kevin's doing everything else right now. Ooh, what was that? Uh-oh. You know what that was? That's it AJ. Um, that's AJ has got her phone hooked up and <laughs> she was probably like, This show bores me and was TikToking or something. <laughs> She's like
1: looking up cleaning hacks, like uh, how to cook <laughs> the best spaghetti.
0: Oh, something. Yeah, exactly. It, uh, well, that's one of the things that we have now, uh, being able to record in the studio, is uh, we have the opportunity to include some audio even when it's not supposed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. All right, well coming up on this week's show, uh we've got an interesting story here about Wayne County where we're from, here in Indiana. Okay. that had one of the worst plane disasters in since the invention of the airplane. What? Yeah, that's just it. I don't think even very many people know that multiple planes wrecked on one day
1: in Wayne County. In
0: Wayne County. All over Wayne County. And we're going to talk about that in A to B. Look at you. You don't even know. (laughs) I
1: don't even know.
0: Military jets. Bunches of them. Okay. Yes. Excited?
1: I'm kind of excited to hear this. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) In uh, the news segment, we're going to talk about a guy that stole some really cool stuff from Disney and then tried to act like he was doing Disney a favor by stealing it all. (laughs) Then we're going to talk about the Stanley Cup and specifically the one day that every player gets to take it and go do fun stuff.
1: And what they do with it.
0: Well, that's actually not what happened. It didn't even go to a player. It just went to some random house, and we're going to talk about that. (laughs) And then uh, lastly, we were talking about Alexa earlier, and I'm not sure what I think of this, but they're trying to come up with a way to replicate the voice of family members as Alexa's voice, but even if they're (laughs) no longer with you.
1: Now that's cool. However, there's some people's voice I don't want them to be sitting there talking back to me anymore. <laughs>
0: right. But yeah, you could have your grandma or grandpa from that uh, you lost. I don't know how they do it. We're going to have to read into it. Right. But uh, we're going to talk about that in the A to B news as well. All right. But we're starting something new this week and I'm excited. And it was you and I were like hanging out last night and we had had a few and I said Gibbler <laughs> I said, I want you to lead some segment on the show. I don't care what it is. And I and you started just going through the rabbit holes that is the internet. <laughs> and you found some really cool, interesting facts. And I said, just do that. Like, come with some cool, interesting facts, and we can go through a few of these. And...
1: I mean, I don't know how interesting it's going to be to everybody else, but I thought they were cool. Well,
0: I, it, it's I our mean, show. That's right. <laughs> the only people that really can reply and let us know if they didn't like it were the Patreon sponsors. <laughs> people that actually listen. <laughs> right, that too. <laughs> so this uh, this next little segment, we haven't got a name for it yet. And uh, I don't care if every week you come with a fact or just a cool recipe <laughs> or a review of the Doogie Howser that you Today watched. Today
1: we're going to have the recipe for some sweaty balls. Sweaty balls. What? a 86 hey. degrees out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: That's very true. All right, Gibbs. So this is your deal. What, what do you got for us this week?
1: I mean, I have numerous, but I'll just start with some of them. But these are just like interesting. It was like cool facts that some people may or may not know. Okay. Right? Yeah. So the first one. So you you get on Twitter often, right?
0: i I'm getting more regularly now,
1: do you know what the bird's name is?
0: I know okay
1: here's a little hint so the um the person the co-founder biz Stone yeah. his home team is the Boston Celtics okay so Larry bird the bird yes,
0: is it Larry? It's Larry I did not the know Twitter that bird's name is Larry. <laughs>
1: I was like, shut the heck up. Come on. Well, that's kind of clever. Yeah.
0: You know, fun fact about Larry Bird. I was fortunate enough one time to uh, work at a television station in Indianapolis and when I graduated from college. And I got to do post-game interviews with Larry Bird, who was the coach at the time of the Pacers. Right. And it was the coolest thing because you would walk into his little office. And there'd be like three or four of us. And he'd be drinking beer and smoking cigarettes.
1: <laughs> and I'm like, oh,
0: man... If he'd ever listened to our show, he'd listen because Larry Bird is an after two beers guy.
1: I was wondering if you maybe like went in there and be like, hey, dude, you got an extra?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You gonna drink all that? So you're gonna drink all that by yourself? (laughs) You selfish bastard. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's a cool one. All
1: right. So here's the second one. So of all days of the week, what do you think is the one that people most break up on?
0: Oh, I'm going to guess Thursday.
1: No. So, like, if Mondays couldn't get worse enough. So, searching through public Facebook data, Lee Byron and David McCandless found that relationship statuses changed for the worse two weeks before Christmas, around Easter, and on Mondays.
0: Mondays. It right? makes sense, right? I mean, that's... you don't
1: want to buy a Christmas gift well, <laughs> if you don't like them that much. I'm not going
0: to lie. That's why I picked Thursday. <laughs> I was picturing people breaking up on Thursday so they could be single for the weekend. <laughs> I really thought that's where that's where I was going with. I'm
1: that. thinking that more people just screw up on the weekend and that's why oh, they're single on Monday. Abs-
0: absolutely. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. It involves Saturday night a lot. And right? Sunday was the day to, to save it and Monday was the day that it officially got changed. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And they made sure that they blo- like broadcasted it out there. They were like Facebook so change status. So
0: okay. We, Monday, I can follow, I can understand before Christmas. What was the other one?
1: Before Easter.
0: What the hell is that all about? People are I giving don't up know. people for Lent?
1: I, maybe. <laughs> That's... Hey, some people are giving up meat.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Somebody was eating the tail end of that bunny before. (laughs) No, that's wild. That makes no sense to me.
1: Our relationship is hollow as this Easter bunny.
0: I just Easter. I would have pictured, I don't know, New Year's Eve. Right. You know, like people are like or before that, maybe
1: or, they were like, uh, I don't know that this guy's really worth uh taking to Easter Sunday. Oh my
0: gosh! I Easter just,
1: Christ, like family get-togethers. I don't know. That's
0: a. I want to. I want to know more about the psychology behind that. I know. All right, let's move on.
1: Okay. <laughs> so,
0: do you think it was on Good Friday?
1: <laughs> the best Friday. I don't know.
0: <laughs> you know what it is? It's right before spring and. You, know, you
1: just got out of cuffing season.
0: <laughs> cuffing?
1: You don't know what cuffing season is? No. That, That's where a lot of times, like in fall, before fall, like between fall, winter, or like a lot of times before fall, is that like you're going to be home a lot. Yeah. So you get somebody to hang out with more regular, so.
0: Oh, uh, I thought you meant handcuffs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Kind of the same thing. Somebody to hang out with more, <laughs> right? I don't know.
0: You're like, eh, it's <laughs> spring. I need a break,
1: right? That might
0: be it. People are like, I lost a bunch of weight over the winter, and I got a new bathing suit bod, right? I'm out. I'm out with. Something. I'm out. I'm trying something new.
1: I done did the keto.
0: Yeah, yeah. I gave the up. Bit.
1: I gave up all kinds of sugars for Easter, and now I'm skinny.
0: <laughs> all right, let's do. Uh, let's do a couple more.
1: Okay, so. The man who founded Atari, Yeah. guess what else he started?
0: Oh, I don't know. Taco Chuck- Bell.
1: No, close. But it's like a weird rodent that sells pizza.
0: <laughs> Chuck uh, e. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese?
1: <laughs> yeah. Same guy, founded Atari, also started Chuck E. Cheese. Nolan Bushnell, started the gaming company Atari, Atari. Atari. (laughs) Which gave us the classic arcade game Pong. Bushnell sold the company just four years later, and the following year, he opened Chuck E. Cheese. In fact, there is one game in Chuck E. Cheese that actually is called Ping, a knockoff off of his original, which he couldn't use because he no longer owned it. Right. Yeah.
0: Wow. Same guy. This guy knows kids. No kidding. It's kind of weird, right? Right. I mean, it's uh... still
1: a weird Mouse, that's kind of creepy. Well,
0: do you remember here locally we had Showbiz Pizza? Oh,
1: now that was creepy,
0: and it was like a bear and his buddies at Rover's like Singing. Were, <laughs> it
1: was like you went like straight down to <laughs> West Virginia, <laughs> and it, they were like playing spoons and banjos. Oh my and gosh,
0: that right? They were the most redneck bears. <laughs> they had blue jean overalls on. Uh-huh. And, oh yeah, they were looking my family. It was right? like watching. I didn't like, need
1: to go to there to get my Christmas. Like, right, to have my like. Right.
0: Chuck E. Cheese, what a rat. You know, that that place has made a killing of just being a place to take kids. Right. Like, it's not that hard. The pizza there sucks. They do serve alcohol, which I think is kind of funny.
1: <laughs> that way you can get the whole family there.
0: Well, they're like, people are just going to sneak it in. We might as well sell it to them. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's a wild fact. I didn't know this. You actually have to have a kid to go to the Chuck E. Cheese. Really? Yeah, so, like, if you were 17, you're like, man, I just want to go win some,
1: some... Some tickets. on Some <laughs>
0: tickets. They're like, no. And I'm, I'm sure it's a chomo law. <laughs> like, you don't want, like, 40-year-olds showing up, like, I'm just here to play the games. So... <laughs> Can I get in the ball pit? <laughs> <Here>. <laughs> <laughs> I love not uh-huh. hosting sometimes. All right, do another. This is great for me.
1: Okay, so... <laughs> And after two beers, fashion like we can't not talk about history.
0: All right, so that all right, love it.
1: Or beverages.
0: Oh, you had me at beverages.
1: So, did you know that Abraham Lincoln's bodyguard left his post at Ford's Theater to go next door for a drink?
0: I believe it because the theater. And that's boring. when
1: they snuck in, <laughs> right? That's when they snuck. Like that's when he snuck in and shot, shot him.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: It's because he went next door to
0: get a for drink. A drink. I bet Lincoln was pissed. He's like, "I got shot. I would have went next door and had a drink."
1: <laughs> no, um. So the guy's name was uh, John Frederick Parker. Right?
0: John Parker. Okay. And uh, did uh, he get fired? Apparently,
1: Parker was a police officer with a less than stellar reputation. After not only did he leave post, but after arriving three hours late for his shift, yeah, the officer left his post protecting the president to get a drink at the Star Saloon next door to the theater.
0: And this just proves. That people think it's hard to hire people today. This guy <laughs> guarded the president. This is the best they can he find. He went
1: for a shot, and then the president got shot. <laughs>
0: oh my god! <laughs> You've been, thats why you shared that. You're like, I got a great shot-for-shot shot joke. <laughs> I got a shot-for-shot shot joke. <laughs> All right, let's do one more, and then we're—we uh, will save the rest for next. The next. I love it, though. I'm a big fan of this.
1: Now, do you think farts are funny? <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that Hitler had a flagulence problem? Did he really? Yes. So in 2012, Adolf Hitler's medical documents were being auctioned to the public by Alexander Historical Auctions. And according to the files, the Telegraph reported flagulence had become a pervasive issue for Hitler. They had to regularly ingest 28 different drugs to keep it under control.
0: 28 a day?
1: Yes. But some of the anti-gas pills he used contained a base of strychnine, a poison that caused further stomach and liver issues.
0: Oh, my gosh. That guy took 28 pills a day just to not <laughs> fart. It makes me think so much more high of you now that, <laughs> like, maybe it's a medical condition and she doesn't mean it. Right? This guy took, like, it, it had to look like a bowl of cereal. I
1: mean, you'd be angry, too, if you were having to fart all day. Oh, my gosh. And then taking strychnine just to prevent it.
0: Oh, man, that, yeah. I I, I don't, I really don't want to make any Adolf Hitler jokes. No, right? no, probably, probably not for the Yeah, yeah, you know, it's interesting. I do appreciate it, in case it ever comes up on Jeopardy. Right. But uh, now that knows that he has a, old Hitler had a fart problem. It's kind of weird. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, Gibbler, we are going to take our first pause. And this is typically when we would run a commercial if we actually had commercials (laughs) but uh hint 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 somebody out there this would be a good opportunity for you to sponsor the show that's right yeah there you go all right we're gonna go ahead and take a pause and we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about the day that the sky was literally falling in richmond indiana okay all right yeah that was a really good start (laughs) (laughs) was it good yeah yeah that that was close to the benmo balls Good deal. I I love that that the Benoit balls is now our barometer. <laughs> <laughs> but you just kept it going of a good show or not, right? right. <laughs> I think I want to have a a, a pair sitting around somewhere on display. <laughs> if they go missing, oh,
1: all <laughs> oh, poor tink, tink,
0: poor little tink, tink, <laughs> shit. All right, Gibbler, we are back on the After Two Beers podcast, and we're going to talk today about some Richmond, Wayne County history that I don't think a lot of people know about. And I just, it's fascinating to me.
1: I, I'm ready. Like, I know. Like, you already talked it up, and I'm like, I have no clue.
0: You look like a deer, with you know, like it was cut in the, <laughs> the headlights. You're like, what's what else is he going to say? What else is he going to say? <laughs> this was actually written in our local Palladium item. Uh, you can go to the com, and it was written by Steve Martin, and this article came out in 2015. Um, but it, I, I'm just I'm fascinated by this story. All right, I'm going to read it word for word from Steve Martin here. It says, death from the sky. On June 8, 1951, fiery debris rained down in a kind of hell from above as eight planes dropped like lead weights into east-central Indiana. Many thought an atomic bomb had been dropped or that UFOs were attacking. Ten-year-old Harold Bowlby of Fountain City had just sat down by the family piano. His mother was working around the house. Children were playing outside in the warm sunshine. It was a perfect day. Suddenly, a loud crash erupted. A concussive blast threw Harold into the piano, and children screamed.
1: Wow. Yes.
0: Bowlby's uncle grabbed a neighbor girl outside and quickly ducked for cover. An F-84 Air Force jet had just slammed into the ground several hundred yards from the house, one of six planes crashing almost simultaneously in Wayne County, and two more cat crashed in Henry County.
1: So what made them crash?
0: Well, we'll get to that. Okay. But I grew up th- my whole life in this community. And having read this story is the only way I had heard of it. No one, I, I don't know anyone that's ever discussed this. No.
1: Like, is there still debris around and like...
0: I don't know. Um, huh. It, it's Metal was flying all around us, a re- resident reported. We had to jump in the car real fast in, in order to not get hit by flying parts. It had blown completely apart. Excuse me, apart.
1: a a It had
0: blown completely apart. Boby said, "The plane left a huge crater in the neighbor's field. We found parts in our yard the size of grapefruits. I expected to see some wreckage, and there was nothing. It was completely obliterated. Obliterated. That's a funny word to say. <laughs> obliterated. Obliterated. <laughs> uh, Lois Ulrich." witnessed something similar on a family farm near Cambridge City. It sounded like a scream when you hear a jet or a bomb in the movies. A jet had flown down close over the house and crashed south of the farm. I could see a puff of smoke in the field. She did not immediately go out immediately because she wanted to check on the children first. Mrs. Fred Muser's family resided northwest of Richmond where two F-84s crashed, killing the pilots. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. One plane almost crashed in her front yard. She at first thought she and her five children were caught in an enemy bombing raid. Now this would
1: have to be so scary. Well, think
0: about this, like this is in the nineteen fifties. So this is before you could just pick up your phone and give somebody right. a real quick call or or uh, check, you know.
1: You had to wait for an open line.
0: Yeah. Well think about like anytime anything happened if all you hear is siren now. We jump on Facebook, and we know within 30 seconds of, like, what's going on. on. Can you imagine just watching planes just fall all around you?
1: And not know what the heck's going on. Oh,
0: freaky. All right. Um, She said, uh, Mrs. Fred Muser, she said, I heard the plane zooming around, and then it heard a noise that sounded like thunder, only a lot worse. I ran outdoors and saw the doors. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I ran outdoors and saw the first plane go down across the road from the perfect circle. And then suddenly there was an explosion almost right over my head. I thought it sh- for sure it was an air raid and th- those planes were dropping bombs.
1: Wow.
0: That's got to be crazy.
1: Like, that would be some serious trauma to get through.
0: Yes. Aircraft parts smashed four windows in Muser's home and tore several holes in the frame's walls. Planes crashed near Fountain City, Williamsburg, Cambridge City on Richmond's north side and near the Richmond Municipal Airport as well in Moreland and Strawn in Henry County.
1: That's insane. And it
0: was all within a few minutes of each other.
1: So what was cause?
0: Well, we'll get there. It was the biggest, <laughs> you're so, you're like, I'm so the ADD is like, I want to know what I happened. Know. It was the biggest multiple airplane disaster in peacetime history. And it all occurred within 25 mile radius of Richmond.
1: Did they have like a really crappy dispatcher or what?
0: Like- no. It uh, <laughs> Three squadrons of jets had just refueled at Dayton's Wright-Patterson Air Force Base and were en route to the Air National Guard Base in Michigan on a training mission when they encountered an electrical storm over Wayne County. The first and third squadrons went around the storm, but the second group consisting of eight planes plowed straight through it. Ah! Uh. Then something terrible happened. Two pilots testified their engines exploded. Another one said that it simply conked out. They had been in the air mere minutes before dropping from the sky. When their engines failed, everything else failed, including radio contact and canopy release.
1: You know what? I always swore that this place was like the Bermuda Triangle.
0: I'm
1: just saying. Uh, (laughs) You can't get out, and if you do, you come right back.
0: Nothing survives in this community, right? Right. Restaurants, marriages, airplanes. (laughs) Manufacturing
1: places. Whatever.
0: Of the eight pilots involved, three parachuted to safety. One unlucky pilot's parachute didn't open. Another was obliterated. There's that word again. Obliterated. Obliterated? That's the right way. I was adding an extra B. <laughs> like, unless you're oblivious, I don't know what <laughs> you're talking I kept about. adding an extra B. <laughs> Another was obliterated, and pieces of him were found near Perfect Circle and at a grocery store. That's gross. <laughs> Captain Robert Jackson saw nothing but a small patch of light below as his thunder jet dropped. So he headed for what? was to be richmond municipal airport but didn't make it with his engine in flames it took almost superhuman effort spurred by the adrenaline of panic and the will to survive for him to manually release his canopy and dead stick the f-84 into a plowed field near boston just short of the airport he crawled from his plane before the rapidly spreading fire reached the cockpit
1: that's insane
0: yes three men died Three were unscathed, two were injured, including Robert Jackson, who crawled out barely alive from the burning records. He suffered back injuries and a cut eye. Air Force guards were called upon and posted at the crash sites. Mechanics made an inch-by-inch inspection of every part of the wrecks seeking evidence of possible sabotage. That's what it sounds like, right? Right. Air Force settlements ranged from paying for that season's crop and or reimbursement for damaged homes or buildings.
1: Yeah, because you were saying, like, kids were playing outside. Like, didn't even think about a storm.
0: Well, yeah. Uh, The FBI, well, they said it was that electrical storm. The FBI determined that a buildup of ice on the plane's intake screens choked the airflow and caused the engines to quit. This caused the crashes, not a UFO attack or, as some uh, (laughs) residents speculated, and uh, and it was in 1951, so it's a little over uh, what would that be, 70 years ago, 71. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Right. That's a story that I don't think anyone. But in they're this-
1: like, nope, it's in damn UFOs.
0: I mean, there's. A- <laughs> I love this community, and I'm sure every community in the United States has these similar stories that makes their little town kick ass. And Richmond has those kinds of stories, right? Between McBride Stadium and Jeanette Records and the first movie being ever played. We got a lot of really cool stuff. Oh, yeah. But to have something like this and not be more well-known is beyond. Because, I mean, not only were they plane crashes, but they were soldiers. Right. Oh, it's just wild.
1: I, I can't believe I've never heard it. That's insane.
0: Right. I'm surprised that you can't go out and see where these planes have crashed. They're all over the county.
1: I know, but they're in fields where they're needing to be reused.
0: I know. I'm just expected there would be some sort of memorial. We like to put memorials up for everything. Yeah, that's us. Yeah, that's us. Anyway, all right, Gilmore. (laughs) So that's our A to B history this week. I hope the people outside of Wayne County enjoyed it. Most of our listeners are actually made up of people outside of Wayne County. That's the funniest part. (laughs) I would say right now we get about 20% of our listeners from Richmond, and the rest are from everywhere. And, and actually, I we
1: want to know who the person is from Germany.
0: Yes, we have people from Germany that are listening on the regular, which is really cool. So if you're there, we've got some people in Columbus, Indiana, which I believe to be the uh, the podcast that we're going to be working on very soon. We're going to do something together with.
1: Okay. And
0: uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, more to come on that in the future. Uh, so we'll release some more information. But one of the things that would be a huge help for me is if you're listening to the show and you think, you know what, I wish they would cover this topic. And it can be anything. You give me a topic, and we will cover it on the show, in an A to B history segment. So yeah.
1: we got to be real careful with that.
0: You well, remember what
1: used to happen with the old poop pan?
0: Well, within reason. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to discuss the Benoit ball again. And, again, and how it was created, and what test options. Like, can you imagine, like... Do you think they came up with other shapes before the Benoit ball? <laughs> like, before the ball?
1: I don't think it was like a star shape or anything. Like cylinders,
0: maybe? Or, uh, I don't know. You know? <laughs> anyway, anyway, we'll talk about that in the next segment. All right, Gibbler, we're going to take that quick pause, and then we're going to come back with some A to B news. Sounds good. We've got some stories that we thought would be kind of funny to go over.
1: I'm ducking and everything. In the house, I'm, I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. Can I ask you, if you won all the money, what would you do with it?
0: Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Oh, okay, that's not good.
1: (laughs) Well, I just had got done feeding my chickens, watering them and stuff, and I walked back to my house there to get my phone so I could play a video game on it. Told them they need to get out of that water, but say I didn't know he was
0: getting eaten up by bees, I thought he was just high. All right, Gable, are you ready to do our news? I mean,
1: this is my favorite part.
0: Yeah, it is a good part. We're going to, we got three stories. We kind of talked about them at the beginning of the show. <clears throat> our first one, you're not going to believe where this one comes from. Florida. You got it. A Florida man is accused of dressing as a Walt Disney World employee and stealing several items, including a statue of an R2-D2 droid.
1: So who did he dress as?
0: Um David. <laughs> it wasn't like somebody fancy.
1: <laughs> oh, so he just like had like a yeah. badge.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to it. But no, he wasn't he wasn't like a princess or anything. Uh, David Emerson Proudfoot, forty four, of uh, Kissimmee, Florida, was arrested May thirty first and charged with two th- counts of grand theft, one count of petite theft, which <laughs> must have took some Took a little dress. Just a dress. little bit of theft. <laughs> Just a teeny bit. <laughs> and one count of obstruction by false information. And one count of scheming to defraud, according to the Orange County Sheriff's Office. That's a lot of stuff. They're that throwing the book at him. Stuff. You don't mess with the mouse in Florida. No. no. We're going to make <laughs> According to the arrest, arrest affidavit written by Deputy Christopher Reslin, Deputies responded to the Swan Reserve Hotel in Lake Buena, Buena Vista after Walt Disney World security officers called in reference to a possible grand theft crime. <laughs> this must happen a lot. Right? The only thing I ever think of with grand theft is a car.
1: You're thinking of like the video game, <laughs> Grand Theft
0: Auto. <laughs> no, I'm just being like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, it's a car. But apparently stealing Disney stuff is also considered grand theft. Deputy said Proudfoot was seen pushing a cart across the street onto uh, Swan Reserve property. A security officer said the man's behavior, excuse me, appeared to be suspicious and (laughs) offered to help Proudfoot, who appeared to not know where the loading docks were and were confused about the Swan Reserve's proper procedures. Well, yeah, he don't work here. I mean, he he don't know the procedure. (laughs) According to the affidavit, and WFTV, Proudfoot was wearing a Walt Disney World-issued tag with David inscribed and told deputies his supervisor was James McDaniels. Security officials said there was no record of David Rogers working for the company and that while McDaniels was a Disney employee, he was based out of Burbank, California.
1: Like, how would he even know that? Well, I mean... He's well, probably he, just Google. He doesn't it.
0: need LinkedIn. Yeah. I mean, the guy couldn't even pick somebody in Florida, for God's sake. <laughs> I mean, what? What a horrible research job.
1: No kidding. You can research the person, but not where the hell the
0: uh, the
1: loading dock is.
0: He spent more time on that name tag, David. (laughs) 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 He had to get five letters in the row in the right order. He
1: accidentally put Dave, (laughs) E-I-D.
0: Yeah. uh, Rezien wrote that he escorted Proudfoot to the Yacht Club Resort to retrieve his belongings and driver's license from employee lockers. He added that Proudfoot appeared to be lost and confused and failed to open the locker. Rizian noted that Proudfoot had a wallet in his possession and determined his real identity after looking at his driver's license. (laughs) Isn't that the first thing you see on cops? Right. Is they ask for ID? This cop walked all around Disney World with this guy (laughs) before asking for his ID.
1: Got a couple pictures with like Goofy and
0: He's got <laughs> <laughs> he, he was like, "Man, I'm going to make buddies with this guy. I can get in there for free." Anyway, according to Resian's report, Proudfoot admitted to moving items on the property including R2D2 and a game machine. Officials estimated the value of the R2D2 statue at between $6 and $10,000. Now, this is this is where this is one of my proud moments here of old Mr. <laughs> Proudfoot here. <laughs> This is where, this sounds like something my 14-year-old would try to say. Um, He basically said afterwards that uh, he broke into the play. Oh, here, I'll read it to you. According to the affidavit, Browfoot told Orange County Deputy Sergeant Steve Strickland that he had an application pending for security position at Walt Disney World, and move the items to show weakness in the security of the resort in <laughs> the hopes of securing a better paying job with the company.
1: Hey, here's what I can do. I can prevent this from happening.
0: <laughs> I only screwed up the last part to let you catch me.
1: To get into IT at my company, I just put a virus on my computer, okay? <laughs> so when do I start?
0: <laughs> and Can I keep one of these R2s? Deputies say Proudfoot later admitted to breaking into three separate arcade machines at Disney's Wilderness Lodge, Boardwalk Resort, and the Grand Floridian Resort. He broke into the like the arcade machines. This guy sounds like a villain off Toy Story. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to turn this guy into a Disney movie. I guarantee it. Oh man! Anyway, all right. Here's our second story, Gibbler. What's the craziest thing that you've ever received that was delivered to you by accident? I'd love. We. I think we have some people watching. I know, we, I know AJ and and uh, Kevin might actually be watching. <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody else has ever received anything crazy, uh, feel free to go ahead and, and and let us know. See, here's the fun part: people are going to be listening to this and going, "I didn't know we could do this. This is an option." I think <laughs> what we're going to try to do is by fall, actually go live on the After Two Beers YouTube channel. But I want to make sure we've got all the bugs figured out.
1: <laughs> you think people <laughs> want to see our face? I, you know,
0: well, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe yours. Anyways, all right. Uh, so what's have you ever received anything sent to you by accident?
1: I can't think of anything, honestly. No? I really can't.
0: I like the uh, the commercial with Baker Mayfield where he had the, the leather studded boots and he walked them next door to the rock and roll hall of fame. And yes, uh, it was, um, Oh, uh, Alice Cooper answered the door and he goes, I think I have your boots. <laughs> and Cooper's like, you sure they aren't yours, but that's, that's an example of getting some, I'm sure it's happened. Right. right. Well, the reason I bring it up is, and before I want to give a little, um, history here leading into the story. So the NHL just finished up the Stanley Cup about two weeks ago. The Avalanche. Yeah, the Avalanche, uh, they won the Stanley Cup. And as a part of winning the Stanley Cup, this is the coolest thing, I think, in all of professional sports. The players have a an unofficial private day with the Cup. And so basically, every member of the team, along with certain personnel within the uh, um, Uh, the front office or whatnot. Yeah. They, they literally get to have a representative from the uh, hockey hall of fame, bring the Stanley cup to you and you get to do with it, whatever you want. Literally. And people have done some crazy things with it. I was going
1: to say, I'm guessing some people have really messed up a Stanley Cup.
0: Oh, they've had to replace it multiple times, or they've had dents in it. They've had to repair. So, <laughs> as an example, there was one player, and you can look all this stuff up. I looked at it today, but I can't pronounce half of these names, so I didn't want to embarrass myself. No. The
1: hockey <laughs> league, I can't pronounce right. half, like not even a quarter of them, honestly. I think
0: Mark Messier was the one that took it to a strip club. <laughs> Somebody took it to a strip club. Somebody threw it off the balcony of their house to throw it into the pool and missed, oh, and hit the edge yeah. of the pool. Uh, somebody was washing their daughter, their infant daughter, who took a shit in it. <laughs> it's a Snickers bar. It's, it's, yeah, people drink out of this thing all the time too. That's the funniest part, right? <laughs> people have eaten bowls of cereal out of this thing, and it's just—it's the craziest. I, I think it's one of the coolest things in sports.
1: What would you do with a Stanley Cup?
0: If I had it for a day, yeah. I don't know. I, I know. I, right? I don't, what I, would you do? I don't know. I you know the one thing. Make CEO- some
1: ramen noodles.
0: <laughs> 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 People have used it for a cooler. They they just and yeah, maybe that's what I would. Do. Wouldn't that be the coolest thing? Like just to be sitting in your backyard having a bonfire, just and reach into reaching your over and like grab and out and have beer? a beer or something. Oh, that'd be cool. It's been on the Howard Stern show. It's um. It was on stage at a Def Leppard concert. Yeah, it's been found. I think it was um, Sidney Crosby, when he had a party, they couldn't find it. And when they woke up, it was in the bottom of the pool. <laughs> I mean, so many great stories about this Stanley Cup. It's uh, And I looked it up. It's almost three feet tall, and it weighs just under 35 pounds. So it's not a small thing.
1: No, it's not like you're just going
0: it, to... Yeah, it, meaning really it's not it. like this cup... No. I mean, it's huge. It, it's big enough for an infant to sit in it and take a shat in it. <laughs> I mean, that's how big it is. All right. So a, um, a Denver couple had quite a unique experience last Tuesday. The Stanley Cup was supposed to be sent to the Colorado Avalanche's captain, uh, Gabriel Landeskog? You watched it. I didn't watch I'm not a hockey I guy. I feel like an asshole. You know asshole. what? I'm
1: not really, but like this last year, I've been watching.
0: Yeah, well, do you know what this guy's last name, how do you pronounce it? No. Landeskog. Like I said, I've been
1: watching and I don't know how to say oh,
0: it. Oh, I'm butchered. Like I, I know I
1: McKinnick. <laughs> like I, I like that guy.
0: Yeah? You got one guy. <laughs> what team does he play for?
1: They haven't
0: Oh, okay. Well, at least you got the team right. <laughs> I, you know what? And I don't feel so bad about this because I did see a video the other day of one of the players during the parade was walking down the parade route in the street with two beers, and a cop tried to make him go into the crowd. And the, <laughs> and the crowd had to say, no, no, he's really a player.
1: Well, they honestly, what probably happened is they shaved finally.
0: Well, I don't So know. people
1: wouldn't even recognize him after they've shaved.
0: I wouldn't recognize this Landis Gog if he came in right now. <laughs> I, and I mean no disrespect. I just don't follow the sport. But anyways, it was supposed to be delivered to his house. And I went to his neighborhood, and Kit Garbler, whose house received the special delivery, posted an image of the Stanley Cup on social media app next door. They got the wrong address for the (laughs) Stanley Cup and were delivering it to my house instead of Landeskog's. He wrote, but to see it and touch it in my driveway. (coughs) Excuse me. Garber said he and his husband were in their house when they saw a delivery vehicle stopped outside. He said it looked like a contractor or something. I don't know. And a fella comes to the door. He's got a long kind of gray hair, parted, and he's very friendly. And he comes right in, and they're looking. <laughs> the truck is backed up, and they're looking to bring in the trophy. That's the coolest thing. Philip Pritchard, the keeper of the cup for the Hockey Hall of Fame, told Flynn the mix-up occurred because they couldn't really see the number of his house and decided to go knock That's on the door. Good.
1: That's probably it. it. <laughs>
0: This, close sounds, enough. this sounds like somebody that you don't pay well enough. <laughs> eh, screw it. It's close enough. Close enough. <laughs> they can request a refund. That's how it works <laughs> on Amazon. Uh, Flynn noted that uh, Landiskog, Land Landiskog, how would you pronounce it? Let's
1: see. Landiscog.
0: All right. Well, yeah, maybe Landis I'm saying scared. it right the whole time. Probably not, though. Uh, the the land is probably silent. His probably his name's just Skog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we just call him Skag today. Skags.
0: Anyway, despite the confusion, everything worked out okay. And the cool part is, they actually let him take it out, take a picture with it, and the whole deal. And and then and that's looked, all that he did. With and then he let his dog defecate. <laughs> <and something going laughs> out, <just> <laughs> right. <laughs> then you know what the wild part about that story about the baby taking a shit in it is the dad cleaned it and everything, and then drank beer out of it that night.
1: I mean uh, I mean I hate to like give up like stuff from our childhood but you guys all remember like the popcorn bucket was also like your spew bucket and also like
0: Yeah. Yeah, we used point.
1: to use the same giant ass bowl like it In served the same pasta night. salad and
0: <laughs> one sometimes led to the other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever taken butter to work by accident thinking it was leftovers? <laughs> Think it was
1: the leftover? <laughs> Yeah, right
0: that guy anyway uh, <laughs> so that's our uh, second story any feedback yet of course not
1: <laughs> all two of you
0: yeah all right here's our, no i meant the yeah they they're not listening all right here's our third and final story for this week this we are was, listening actually no i meant the people <laughs> that were listening or watching no no, no. no. nothing crickets it's like it being it's like if my kids were watching the show they're not really listening either huh. No. (laughs) All right, here's our third and final story for the week. Amazon Alexas might soon replicate the voice of family members, even if they're dead. Would you like that?
1: Yes and no. Like, when I'm, like, out of it in the morning, I don't want, like...
0: You'd be breaking My down in tears. My grandpa being like,
1: "Cam, wake up.
0: We're like, oh, Oh, oh. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh.
1: <laughs>
0: Every day would I be didn't horrible. I did wake up on
1: this side of the dirt today.
0: Right? <laughs> <laughs> You'd ask them the weather, then cry. Right. Oh, it's not going to be that nice. You're not here. <laughs> 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 the capability unveiled at Amazon's ReMars conference in Las Vegas is in development and would allow the virtual assistant to mimic the voice of a specific person Based on a less than a minute of provided recording. That's badass. So if you have yeah. even just like a VHS tape or an old voicemail from somebody that you haven't deleted, you could, I'm assuming you the technology. turn
1: that into your Alexa's voice.
0: Holy cow.
1: So you'd be like, Grandpa. Right? Play me that one song.
0: <laughs> what if it was like something <laughs> dirty though?
1: <laughs> Playing... Back that ass up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Your meme all going from the windows to the walls. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be so weird. Um, (laughs) Rohit.
1: What? These
0: names, man. Nobody's named Bill anymore. There's no Bills. (laughs) There's no Steve's. There's no Joyce's. It's Rohit Prasad, senior vice president and head scientist for Alexa. They have a head scientist.
1: I mean, obviously. That's
0: crazy. Anyway, said at the event Wednesday that the desire behind the feature was to build greater trust in the interaction users have with Alexa by putting more human attributes of empathy and effect. So I guess when they're telling you your shit got delayed, it's your grandma telling you and you can't be mad. Just,
1: now, honey, it'll be there in a few <laughs> days. I promise. Just wait a little bit. Have a little bit of
0: patience. Don't worry. It's a <laughs> That's for JP. <laughs> uh, these attributes have become more, even more important during the ongoing pandemic when so many of us have lost ones that we love. And uh, process, process said, while AI cannot Eliminate the pain of loss. It can definitely make their memories last. I don't know. I I think it's... it's,
1: pretty cool, but also tad creepy, too.
0: It is kind of creepy. And this shows you what these companies have to go to to stay above their their competitors now. Yeah. So basic... And that's the wildest part about AI. We are so close to living in a world where your loved ones don't die. Meaning that... They're going to be able to replicate their look. They're going to be able to replicate their sound, and you're going to be able to have a conversation with them.
1: Well, I mean, there's even the different apps where you can take a picture of your loved one and you like focus in on it, and then like you, it can have them like moving and having like conversation.
0: Yeah, that's like it makes it's
1: so weird.
0: Oh, it's so weird. Anyway, it's a it's a coming. Well, Gibbler, I have uh I have enjoyed this show. It's been a little different. I've it. in a good it. way. Yeah. Oh, it's a good time. I appreciate uh you sticking by my side and we're almost uh we're halfway through our fifth year of doing this. Man. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> bad and that's why I need help from the listeners on suggested topics. Because we're at the point now where I'm trying to suggest let's like can we redo this one? You're like, oh, we already done it. <laughs> I'm like, we've been doing this for five years. I'm out of ideas.
1: Is there anything you want us to redo or things that you yeah. like or don't like? Yeah,
0: we're all about it. Again, I want to make sure that we thank our producer, AJ, uh, for sitting in with uh, Kevin and helping us out here at Circle, or almost said Circle E. That's down the street. <laughs> there's, a free, there's a free sponsorship. <laughs> I think you have Circle E and Studio E on the same street. Same block. <laughs> Caddy Corner. <laughs> right, and we're only a block away from... No, that's A Street. Never mind. Anyway. Um, yeah, this is where I would cut this. This is why I'm still a little nervous about going live. <laughs> I just did a, a, an entire downtown definition that you could go to Google Maps. And, and see if you it.
1: go down there, <laughs> this is where we're going to need Gam Gam on Alexa to be telling right. us where we're going. Yeah,
0: I'm just going to need my grandma going, Chris, this is when you shut up. <laughs> just wrap it up. Get it over with. The show is over. So, uh, again, thanks to our buddy Kevin here at Studio E. And uh, thanks to all of our Patreon sponsors. Again, if you like the show, make sure you go out and follow us on all our social media pages. Go out to aftertwobeers.com. The number two, you can find links to our past episodes. And And
1: share us with your friends. Yes.
0: Give us a rating. Give us a like. Give us a share. And uh, the world will be a better place, at least for us. That's right. Yeah. So... All right, Gibbler, without further ado, I guess we will talk to them all next time.
1: After two beers.